This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. I am a brand warrior. I am proud of my craft. I achieve mastery through curiosity and continuous learning. I am courageous enough to speak up and stand up for what I believe in. I am clear on my purpose and personal values. I have a conviction to make an impact. I am kind to myself and others. I am creative and resourceful in how I solve problems. I am armed with super skills that help me promote and protect my brand's experiences. I used to be just an ordinary human being who stepped up and demanded more meaning from my craft. I am a brand warrior. Welcome to the Brand Warrior Revolution, a podcast hosted by Chantal Boerter that will feature guests and topics related to cultivating brand warriors. everyone i'm chantal and this is episode three of the brand warrior revolution podcast so welcome to today's podcast episode uh today we are going to spend a bit of time uh on confessions of a people pleaser so fundamentally the brand warrior revolution podcast is about courage and about inspiring people to absolutely live their best lives and a theme for me the past couple of weeks was really, you know, the struggles of being a people pleaser. I almost have the inability to say no to anyone. And you know what, in the moment when I'm faced with decisions or invitations, the effort seems so small. And I I do believe that there's this magical thinking that happens where You know, sometimes you so badly want to help people, you want to serve people. And in the moment, you don't consider the cost at which that comes. So I want to talk today a little bit about what I've been doing uh, the past few weeks, which has required a lot of courage, which has brought me a fair amount of uh, not being popular. And in that setting of boundaries, really developing some new muscles um, of empathy for myself, um, kindness for myself, and, you know, some of the skills required to really be sharp with, you know, how we say yes, how we say no, what do we say yes to, what do we say no to, and some of the decision framework uh, that I've used and that have helped me that I really want to share with you. Ultimately, if you give your time to this podcast, I would like for you to walk away with something that's empowering you, something that's helping you. And if some of my failures and some of my experiences that weren't so good, if that can be turned into a gift for you to use, that would just be absolutely magnificent. So I want to start by sharing with you uh, a bit about kind of prioritizing. I think you know, in the moment, I say yes to so many things. And I think my, it's almost like there's no filter to consider what is this, what is the time it's going to take from me? What is the um, the effort it's going to take from me? What is it ultimately costing me uh, in terms of potentially other things that I have to sacrifice? And, and a lot of the time, 
however much painful it is to admit, a lot of the sacrifices is on personal time and time with my family. In these COVID times where we've been working remotely, where there's been a blend of work and home life and personal stories and not enough separation of you know, physical boundaries between the two. It's just so easy to let work bleed into our personal times. And in my discussions with many people over the last few months, this work-life balance, uh, this work-life integration and how we prioritize in work and in life is a, is a big topic for many people. So I want to, I want to, paint a picture of the framework that I've been using. One of the things is ultimately understanding, you know, what we want from life, whether it is in our professional capacity or our personal capacity, unless we've got a goal that we're working towards, prioritizing is really, really difficult. And I think often, you know, we we can get in a in a rhythm of you know, wanting to do everything, saying yes to everything, not saying no to things that aren't important. And then we end up with lots of to-do lists, um, a lot of lack of of feeling great about ourselves. Uh, Sometimes I look at many of the projects that I start and never finish. And and at the time, it was such a great idea, but the follow-through doesn't happen because then you know, the real priorities get in the way. So the lack of the lack of feeling successful that comes with this minefield of just unfinished to-do lists, unfinished projects is really not good for one's, one's self-esteem. So it's almost finding that reset button and saying, you know, how do I, how do I go back to the root and really understand you know, what should I be saying yes and what should I be saying no to? And that comes down to to setting some goals. And, you know, that process is as important as as brushing your teeth and you should probably do it as regularly as as brushing your teeth. So what I started with uh, that I do on a Sunday evening or a Monday morning is really focusing my attention for the week. Now, I'm a, I'm a novice at this, but I can tell you uh, the last two weeks that I've been doing this, it's really, really been helpful. So you take an, a, 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 just a piece of paper and you fold it in four so that you have four quadrants. And in the top two blocks, you write two really important goals. All right. In the bottom left quadrant, you add a third goal. So what are your three goals for the week? And this might be professional goals, it might be personal goals, it might be relationship goals, or it might be, you know, health goals. One of the things that I know really impacts my my productivity, my well-being, my vitality, my mental health is exercise. Now, people, I do not like exercise. Um, I've never been a runner. I've never been an athlete. Um, but I do believe in in a, a brisk walk, really just clearing your mind, um, giving you that mindfulness, giving you enough oxygen. So 
you know, one of my health goals is, you know, to at least twice a week, you know, make sure that I can walk for at least 30 minutes to 45 minutes in, in the mornings. Then one of the other other areas is 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 joy and just having quality relationships. I know that when I negotiate uh, additional time for business related responsibilities, usually I don't negotiate. Actually, let me be honest. I don't negotiate. I just take it away from my family. And if we had to have my children on the podcast as guests, they would probably talk very fondly of me as their mother and they would paint me as someone that's very successful. But they would also not shy away from telling you that they wish they could have more time with me. And I think often... You know, we don't leave that open to negotiation. We just take, I just take time away from, from my family. So, you know, one of the goals I set was really to um, to think more about, you know, how can I meet my kids on their terms? You know, how can I, you know, have a picnic with them uh, on the beach? Or how can I play more with them? Uh, I've, I've, I've been challenged uh with the concept of play, because I think we, you know, some way we lose our ability to play. And often the way I negotiate with myself is what is the ROI on this piece of time? You know, how, how can I be super productive? How can I deliver something? Um, and often I think the, the key to a happy life is actually not justifying time. All right, so we've got our three quadrants and I've shared with you a little bit of what's what's sitting in my, my three quadrants. So there's obviously, you know, around joy. I want to have more joy in my life. I want to be healthier. And then, you know, I've got concrete business goals. So that fills up uh, uh, two, three blocks on that page. My fourth quadrant at the bottom, I call that my distraction quadrant. And those are really... Uh, the person who um, who shared this model with me, they called they called that the Satan block. You know, those are the distractions that's going to actually distract me so much that I'm not going to pay attention to these goals. And it's quite important at the start of a week, you know, I, I, no matter how much I want to want to deny this, but often I can anticipate what the things are that's potentially going to come up in that week and the things that. You know, if I just look at my calendar and, and I look at how I've structured my calendar, there's things that are going to take a lot more time than what's actually been scheduled. Often, you might identify with a calendar where there's back-to-back meetings with very little breaks in between, but meetings are not work time. You know, usually the meeting generates the work and then there's a lot of things that need to be done outside of that meeting. A lot of, you know, either documentation or follow-up or actions that need to be chased or project related workshops that need to be set up and you know if the day is booked from you know 8 a.m to 5 p.m then the real work needs to fit in somewhere else and and often you know the distraction of not booking enough thinking time of not booking time for innovation i remember i have a really good friend in the uk and a few years back, she told me that she books reading days in her calendar. And, and I looked at her very puzzled. 
thinking, oh my word, where will I ever, you know, find time for a reading day? And I think it's not about finding time. It's about prioritizing the things that are important. I, you know, I love reading. I just don't do it because in the moment, it seems like, you know, paying paying heed to other people's demands are probably more important than uh, than reading. And I, and I so admire you know, people that have a great grip on the on their calendars, and what this what this planning um, this planning template has done for me is, you know, made it very visual. What are the things that I should be saying yes to, and what are the things that don't belong, you know, in terms of these three objectives. If it's not on here and it's really important to put it down somewhere, but if it's not on here and it's not important, then having the courage to say no to it um, and saying no in a, in a beautiful, empathetic way. I, I have a, my, my colleague Marley that was on the previous exercise, she has the saying, no is a full sentence. And I think so often we don't have to explain when we say yes, but somehow when we say no, we feel the need to explain why we're saying no. So a really, really good technique that uh, another colleague of mine uses is they say, listen, I, I can't give you an answer immediately. I need to sleep on it. Let me let me think a little bit and come back to you. And often, you know, in that process of thinking about it, you know, we, we, we get more practical. We get more objective about what is it going to require for whatever I'm saying yes to, to be successful um, and not to uh, you know, in the moment, make me feel great saying, yes, I will do that. And then afterwards, the resentment sets in when I realize that, sure, I've overcommitted or, you know, this is not, I didn't think this through properly. The last thing I want to leave you with in this podcast is, you know, sometimes we we need a bit of an, either an external or a or an internal committee to help us with these decisions. And, you know, my, inter my internal committee, I've put up my goals and my internal committee has these goals very visible. And if anything comes in, you know, I look at the goals, my internal committee, um, you know, helps me think whether I should say yes or no to something. But sometimes just having an accountability partner um, and having either one of your team members or a colleague or even a friend just help you think through things. I'm incredibly lucky you know, with my team. Uh, and often, you know, I don't make a lot of decisions that are necessarily, you know, in my best interest. But I have my external committee that I can check in with and ask them whether, you know, what they think of the idea and what they what they see that I, I might not see. I think one of the most powerful questions is what are you seeing that I'm not seeing? You know, if I say yes to this, what are some of the consequences that I might be missing? So that's what I really wanted to share with you uh, for your next uh, week's planning. Go and write down the three goals. What are the three things you're trying to achieve? Some of those goals need to be your longer term goals, but some of them can be very practical, as I said, around joy or health or your relationships. And then um, look at what belongs in that distraction corner and how you can mitigate some of those issues around being potentially distracted um, and detracting from where you're moving. So thank you very much for joining today's episodes about uh, you know, 
saying no to the things that might not be helping you and serving you and saying yes to the things that are aligned with your goals. And that's it for today. Tune in for the next episode. Thanks for joining the Brand Warrior Revolution podcast with Chantal Buerta. Join us for the next episode. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.